This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. They be talking about best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out. What's up, America? So we back at it again. Obviously, it's the low time of the year. With no basketball, no football, anybody watching no baseball, hockey's over. But there's been a lot of things going on. Obviously, Golden State won the championship. Uh, we're still in free agency. So what I wanted to do was bring somebody that's an actual Golden State Warriors fan, like an actual Warriors fan. And he's been talking for the last month or so about these damn Golden State Warriors. So I wanted to bring him on the show. So he can go on and on and on, and I can kind of dispute a bunch of the things that he's about to disseminate to you all. Uh, it's my boy, Sally. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sally here. Um, yeah, I'm a real Golden State Warriors fan. <laughs> now, I've been talking crap about this since before the finals even started. So yes, man, yes. I feel so vindicated about this. It's been great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a great one for the Golden State Warriors, obviously capturing four and eight years. Um, it's, you know, it's one of the few dynasties that we have in all of sports. But uh, one, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I appreciate it. And the first question I ask anyone that comes on the show is called Prove Me Wrong. So my first question to you is, what was a sports take that you was completely wrong on? Um, Mario Hazonia was going to be a superstar. <laughs> I believed it. I believed in Super Mario. I forgot what year this guy got drafted. Hold on, let me check. Let me, let me confirm. I, I didn't remember what year this guy got drafted. I was convinced Hazonia was going to be a superstar and nobody could tell me otherwise. I mean, Mario Hazonia. Mario Hazonia, man. The only thing that he has claimed to fame is that he played against LeBron and blocked him for a game-winning uh, field goal. Yep, that was it. 2015 NBA draft. I was convinced. I'm like, yo, this guy's going to be a superstar. He's going to be good. But then I remember he's getting drafted to the Orlando match. Like, I didn't realize of that. He was <laughs> into, I, didn't, I didn't take into account he's getting drafted to an organization that is notorious for not raising good players. Like, it's weird. When they get number one overall picks, oh, they're fine. Well, yeah, yeah. They had White, Dwight, Shaq, Penny yeah, wasn't get, the first, but Penny wasn't first, but he was third. But like when they get yeah. like top three, they're they're good. Right. Even to some extent, Jameer Nelson. Right, right. Pick. He was a later first round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. yep. But everybody after that, yo, bro, these guys, these guys cannot nurture players. Like their player development, I, obviously I'm not I'm not in the front office, but based off results, their player development is garbage. Like their player development process is probably worse than the Lakers. And but we just don't realize how bad Lakers player development is because they, you know, they get free agents. Like everybody wants to come right, to right, right, right. No, and they're one that. of the worst. They're one of the worst. They yeah. don't have. Or, you look at their championships. They don't really have a like a player that they've drafted that was a key contributor. Um, they just got to go get you know players. And then the one time they actually get some players that are doing well, they ship them out for AD. So that's it. Like that's it. Like even I remember when. Because, you know, me being Nigerian, I was really big on Victor Oladipo. So when they traded Victor Oladipo, I was pissed off. I'm like, first of all, you're drafting a 6'4 shooting guard. Then you want him to play point guard. 
And then you draft the point guard that can't, or not, let me not say they didn't draft him, but there's no, my bad, they did draft. They draft Elfrin Payton, who can't shoot. Oh, Beside yeah, him. Yeah. Then when you when it comes time to deciding on your future, you pick, um what was that guy's name? The one that's in New York right now. What is it? No, no disrespect to him. Evan Fournier is the <laughs> one that you decided to go with over Victor Oladipo. They draft Jonathan Isaac, and then they draft Mo Bamba. Yes, I know Jonathan Isaac, or I don't even know which, which year, which one went first. But I know it was Isaac. Possible, Isaac came first, center. and then Mo Bamba. Yeah. Isaac came first. So, and yes, I get that they play two different positions, but they probably they pretty much have the exact same skill set. Yes, yes. And it's like, and develops neither of them. Yeah. Then, while still keeping Nikola Yotz, um, Nikola Vucevic, who's a very good player, don't get me wrong. Yes. So it's like, it was pretty obvious that you're drafting those two so you can shift Nikola Vucevic. And then Nikola Vucevic has a god-level next two seasons. Like, just, bro, trade him when you're at his highest value. But instead, they wait, completely destroy the development of their forwards and their center to now draft another forward. And I'm just like, yo, bro, at this point, like, there's no hope for Orlando. No, no, so no. So that 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 was my that's probably my worst NBA take because I like nobody nobody can convince me out of that. That um, and then Nikola um, Miocic, um, Miocic, the one that got drafted by the Bulls. Miocic, 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 yeah, Miocic, yes, Nikola Miocic. But once again, the Bulls don't know how to Bulls player development isn't the greatest either. I thought he was gonna be a superstar. I was convinced that guy was gonna be a superstar. <laughs> Hey, he showed flashes. That's the crazy thing. He did, thing. he like, did. He, Especially in um New Orleans. He did show flashes. Yeah, he he, sh- he showed flashes. So it, it showed me that the NBA is very much, sports in general, is very much about confidence because everybody in the NBA, like they're the best 450 players on earth. Right, they right. Can all They can all play. They right. can all play. They can all play better than 99% of the world. But it just shows you that confidence is probably the biggest thing. But those, the Mario Hazonia one is probably my worst take all time. Like Ooh. nothing, nothing, nothing comes close. Like I was saying, All Star third season, twenty points per game third season. Where I was gonna make a Super Mario shirt because of this guy. Like I, I was on, I was on the bandwagon that never existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was, the, yeah, you was there. There, yeah, yeah. There was, you, 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 that one. Whew, that one bad. That one real that bad. Was, but hey, that was that was terrible. It is what it is, but. You know, obviously, right now we in free agency. Um, players have been moving. There's been, you know, rumors about certain players. What are your thoughts so far on free agency into its totality? Um, if we're gonna go on a micro level, that's been made ma- macro. I would talk about, let's say, you know, the Kevin Durant and the Kyrie situation. Right. I'm not. I think I think as much as I'm down for player empowerment, everybody get their money. I'm also down with commitment. Right, um, right. Uh, but we're going to talk about KD later. But um, outside of that, I like I like free agency right now. It's showing that Golden State has more money than God at this point. Like <laughs> <laughs> these guys, these guys have so much money, but it's it's crazy. But unfortunately, you know, I love Gary Payton. Gary Payton the second. My bad. There's Gary Payton the second. There's Gary Payton Jr. So. Okay, Gary Payton in the second. Gary yes, Payton in the second. Gary Payton second, yeah. Which is crazy that the guy named Gary Payton named both of the sons Gary. <laughs> right. Which is which is hilarious. But um, nonetheless, um, he just signed with Portland. I think if Portland doesn't make a massive move for another superstar, that is going to be a wasted signing for Gary Payton. 
I think if, in terms of if he cares about winning the championship, but if he cares about developing his other skill sets and um, being able to, I guess you could say, grow as a player, which could yeah. potentially lead him to more money in the future, I right. think that's the best, best idea he could have possibly done yeah. for his future, right? But if they don't, if they don't sign a superstar player, I believe he will be like cut off at the knees because, you know, obviously he plays like, yes, Golden State pretty much played him as a small forward, which was wild. But yeah. at, the, at the point guard right now, you got Lillard. He's going to be the starting point guard. I don't think a good idea would be to put Anthony Simons as their two guard because you're pretty much just going to have Lillard and CJ 2.0 at that point. Yep. So he'll most, he'll most likely come off the bench on like a superstar six-man role like Jordan Poole. And then Gary Payton is going to be playing behind that. But I, I, like, I, like, I like what Gary Payton did for the money. Uh, I think it was a good move. I really love the Otto Porter signing to Toronto. I think Otto Porter is going to give him a lot of veteran experience. Um, there were a couple other moves. Let me make sure I get all the moves right. Because there, there was one underrated move I really, really liked. Um, I think the Rudy Gobert thing is going to be an interesting experiment. Because I think those guys are going to get abused on the pick and roll. Oh, like, of course. Of course. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I, I think that's yeah. the worst trade. I think that was the worst move of all the free agency. It ain't even close. Yeah, like they're committing almost half a billion dollars to as much. I, I don't hate Cat, but Cat's pick and roll defense is atrocious, and his interior defense is. There's a reason why Gobert is there because his interior defense exactly. ain't it, right? So, but then Gobert's pick and roll defense is non-existent, right? And obviously, I do believe it was overinflated because Utah's perimeter defenders pretty much don't exist. Like, I no. love Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I love Donovan Mitchell, but I got can't guard cardboard. Mike Conley's defense has fallen off a cliff. Joe Ingles, I don't even think he got, can move his feet if he really wanted to. Nope. Jordan Clarkson is never can't even spell defense at this point. Like, no disrespect to any of these guys, but um, they're not very good defenders. So, I, I do believe the Rudy Gobert defensive thing was very much overinflated. But nonetheless, I do think that that is going to be – they're going to get abused on the pick and roll. Like, unless Anthony Edwards becomes, like, a god-tier level defender, I don't yeah, no, think – no, 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 that ain't happening. I, I don't think it's happening. D'Angelo Russell isn't the greatest pick and roll defender, to be honest. So. He can't stop a parked car, so I don't I – don't. I, oh, he's, not, he's, not, he's not that bad. Let's not let's not disrespect D'Lo. I'll disrespect everybody else. But nah, D'Lo, D'Lo is the reason why they didn't they didn't beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's call it spade yeah. to spade. He was atrocious. Yeah, that, he, was nah, atrocious. he was he was he was he was bad. Uh, Anthony Edwards was bad too. When you think about it, like this guy was. You're, you guys are up by twenty. Why are you taking pull up three pointers? Well, that's a whole team concept. That's a whole. They were all taking bad shots when they were up 20, 22, 24 points. Like. They, they were just taking bad shots left and right, and that's what you get. But what I don't understand—that—that was painful. That was—I'll be honest. That was yeah, that was painful. That was painful to watch. It was. But the thing to me, this is why bad organizations continue to just make bad mistakes. They mm-hmm. could have just literally went to the Eastern Conference and gotten Miles Turner for a quarter of what they gave up for Rudy Gobert. Fact. Because you good good interior defense. Miles Turner is a great interior defender. He can he, – he's not a great three-point shooter, but he can shoot, shoot three. threes. Right. He, he can shoot the mid-range. So, I didn't – I didn't think – I didn't, when I saw that, I was like, there's exactly. a reason why Minnesota – Minnesota, they're trash. There's a reason why KG left because this organization is trash. But, like, I do like 
what Philly has done. They got Melton. They went and got P.J. Tucker. Um, they get in a more committed James Harden who didn't opt into the contract and is taking less. Yep. 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 So I, 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 really do, I do think, think right now I, they're winning free agency. I think so. I actually think Philly, this is a, this can be a controversial take, but I think Philly is a decently, I don't think they're like high level organization, but I think they're a decently run organization. The problem, like I do think they've also just been very unlucky. Like Joel Embiid, top five, maybe top 10 player in the world right now. Yeah. Terrible durability, right? Yes. Terrible durability. But they knew that ben, when they drafted him. Which is fair, right? Ben Simmons, as much as, as much as I am not his biggest fan right now, got injured, got injured the one year, I think it was 2020, got yeah, injured the one year. year. Yeah, his first year, yeah. That, that, that sucked. Um, 2019, like, it took Kawhi's hidden miracle shot. It was literally a miracle so, shot. Right, so you're looking at that, but then where I reason why I don't put them as a great organization, you let go of Jimmy Butler. No, 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 no. They let go of Jimmy Butler. They chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. That's no, no, what no, they no. Did. They, they they actually chose Al Horford over. No, Jimmy no, Butler. no, 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 no. Because no, no. remember, they they, 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 chose... signed, they, signed, they signed Al Horford to a hundred million dollar four year contract before Jimmy Butler signed with the Heat. No, no, so no, no. People no, don't know no, that. No. People don't people don't know that. No, no, no. They gave that. up. No, no, no. They had to choose between one or the other because the salary that Jimmy Butler commanded was way more than Al Horford. No, you, they you had they, to no, I'm say, no, I'm I'm saying what I'm saying is they found Al Horford first. So I will still agree with you that they chose Tobias. But they, they didn't chose just the, choose Tobias. They chose Al Horford. Well, yes, 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 yes. They did choose Al Horford, which reminds me of the like that that transaction of bringing Al Horford to Philly is kind of what we saw with you know Cat and Rudy Gobert. It just doesn't make yeah, sense. Everybody knows they, they, they did that. They did that because Al Horford seems to be dwelling be, be, be kryptonite. Yeah, so their yeah, thought yeah. Process, from from the outside looking in, it looked like they cared more about making sure that nobody can stop Embiid more than Jimmy Butler, our closer. <laughs> right. But that team, on the team, I think that team, that team was loaded. You had J.J. Redick, Ben Simmons, uh, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler. I think if that team had stayed together for another two years, they'd probably hoist Bro, one. they probably hoist that team, one. That team, that team, I think that team, if that, I think that team would have beat the Bucks. I think that team, if Golden State got injured the same way they got injured, yeah, they was gonna beat. They was gonna the Warriors. Yeah, I think they would have beat the Warriors. Like I think that team was so perfectly constructed because Jimmy Butler, being Jimmy Butler, filled in all of their weaknesses. Fourth quarter ball handler, secondary playmaker, a shot creator, right, and a fourth quarter scorer, and then a perimeter defender. Jimmy Butler on his own solved all of those problems. Every problem Philly had. And still has to this day. And this is this is with James Harden, funny enough. Right. Because you right. know, James Harden, whether it's his hamstring, whatever it is, Jimmy Butler solved every one of those problems. So I think that was a bad choice. I think I like John Wall signing with the Clippers. Oh yeah, I like um, that too. I, I like that too. I think that's a sleeping giant in the NBA right now. I think, if they if I think they get right, it might be a good night. It might be a good night for I the think, rest of the league. <laughs> nah, I, you know what I mean? I'm I'm still on the Warriors, so ain't nobody gonna tell me otherwise. But I think I think that's a good sign in. I think Levine signing, re-signing with the Bulls is a good signing because I, on, I was as much as I love the Rosen, I think he's a decent player. You can't build your team around the Rosen. 
No, yeah, no, it's no, better no. that you build Vucevic. your team around the You have to build the team around Levine, specifically because the problem with DeRozan, even though he's a better playmaker, he is. It's just shown he is not good under pressure. He is. He's not good nah, under pressure. He's good. He he won no, the first play, play. Not, not, not in playoff pressure. Not in playoff pressure, and if that's you, what matters, right? Okay. So he'll, he'll carry. He'll carry you for the regular season. Don't get me wrong. Right? But he, he lost. But look at when he was in Toronto. The only player he lost to was LeBron. But he was, he was no no he does, he doesn't he doesn't have good playoffs you can check he doesn't have good playoffs that DeRozan has not never been a you're talking about somebody who's raised in Toronto I know DeRozan. I know I know I know yeah right. the no that, that doesn't mean anything it's that I watched those games right like, right 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 LeBron coming in and yo bro whenever LeBron came for the playoffs LeBron was daddy like <laughs> LeBron but, was daddy <laughs> but I mean that's the only guys y'all lost to until Kawhi came there. And he didn't have to go no, against DeRoz- LeBron. Nah, the Rose has never had good playoff performances. I'm not one of those people that are, that are on the Rose and like people are on Curry, like, oh, the Rose never had a moment. No, the Rose is not great in the playoffs. Like, okay, let's the reality let's, of the situation. Let's 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 just break it down. I'll break it down for you. He averages okay. twenty point eight points in the regular season. He averages yep. twenty point eight points in the playoffs. He and what's the shooting percentage? The what's shooting percentage? percentage in the in the regular season. The shooting percentage is around 46% in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's where it is. It's 41%. So there is a difference playoff-wise. Thank you. What they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Enough about DeMar DeRozan and his, you know, his failings in the playoffs running into LeBron Pelt. Um... Let's talk about Kevin Durant. Obviously, the biggest story that's coming out in the last, uh, you know, couple of days, couple of weeks is him demanding a trade out, requesting a trade, I should say. He requested a trade, get, trying to get out of Brooklyn. What are your thoughts on Kevin Durant wanting a trade? And then a second question to piggyback off that, Marcus Spears of ESPN has said that Golden State, your team, your beloved team, is interested in Kevin Durant. So what are your thoughts on, on both of those things? Um, the first part is I think what KD did was vile. I think that was very vile behavior. Mm-hmm. That um, this is an organization. Obviously, I don't know the ins and outs, right? I don't know the interpersonal communications that's happening, but from, from a very, I guess we can say, outside-looking-in perspective. Right. These guys signed you right they signed you to a three-year deal or was it three or four-year deal i remember what it was, uh, it was a contract i believe it was a two-year deal no it was a two-year i think it was a two-year plus a player option maybe. yeah so they signed into a deal knowing that the first year of that deal you're going to be recovering from acl surgery yep and they were completely fine with it and they let it go right then right afterward and to be able to create the money to be able to have that happen, they pretty much threw away their young core, which I think they're brain dead for doing that because they right. had a culture they had they had built up a beautiful culture. Everything yeah, there was, was a nice scrappy there. team led by D'Lo. Yeah. Yep. they should have built. They should they could have built on that, but nonetheless, you know, through the kitchen sink, a way to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, knowing that you can't play for the first year, you come back the second year. They, you want DeAndre Jordan, so they signed DeAndre Jordan to a $40 million offer. Four years, $40 knowing, million. <laughs> knowing that this guy is washed, no disrespect, and you want him to play. 
Right, 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 right. And and you want him to play, which is wild. Nonetheless, you want James Harden. They throw away all the remaining assets that they had left. Yeah, because they didn't really give up a lot for KD. They just gave up D-Lo and the first round pick. That was it. They they just needed to create cap space for KD and Kyrie. Then your co-star that you wanted there as the only reason as to why you're going to sign Kyrie does his nonsense. At the end of the day, whether you want to get back there or not, and that's your personal, exactly. your personal choice. Exactly. But at the same, but at the same time, it's like you also cause more problems. Like outside of the vaccine stuff, you were just causing general problems for the organization, right? You sign James Harden. They or they sign they trade for James Harden because you want James Harden, right? In your three years there, you played a total of 90 games. 90 games in three years. And with James Harden, they played less than 20. Yes. You, as KD, played 90 games in this organization in the span of three years. You signed a massive contract extension. Four which years. Is supposed to show, which is supposed to show commitment. And, and no play option team. either. No play option in the, in the contract. No player option. It's supposed to show some sort of commitment. The organization has stood by every one of your decisions. You wanted the coach, you wanted a new coach, you got Kenny Atkinson fired. You wanted a first year coach and Steve Nash, they hired Steve Nash. Remember, they ain't want to, they ain't need a coach. Kyrie said that we don't then, need a coach. And then, and then afterwards, you don't need a coach, right? Kyrie does his nonsense. Don't get me wrong. Kyrie's prob- I think Kyrie's the best show in the NBA, my personal opinion. I think he's the best show. I'm not saying okay. he's the best player. I'm okay. not even saying he's the most skilled. Well, watching a Kyrie Irving game is magical. Though. You are going to, you're getting every bang for your buck. He, he is like an, to me, he's the upgrade of Steve Francis, where Steve Ooh, Francis like may only that. drop 16. Not, not from a high flying perspective, but Steve Francis may only drop 16. That would be the greatest 16 points you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks good. It looks good. That's it. Kyrie, he'll have days where he'll drop 30, and then he'll have days where he'll drop 11. Even on the days where he drops eleven, probably the most entertaining eleven points you've ever seen in your life. I can, I can, and I can get down with that. That's yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I agree. I think, I, I think he's the best show in the NBA. I don't think it's very conducive for winning due to how much he dribbles the ball, due to how much time he takes off the shot clock, um, due to just and he's not the greatest playmaker in the world. That's that's where like uh, Luca and Kyrie differ. Where even though Luca is very ball dominant. He's a very good playmaker, very good at setting up shooting. Right. So that's that's kind of where they're different. I'm not saying I'm not saying who's better, but there's a reason why you've seen a little bit more playoff success with a Luca, with Luca and not other additional ball handlers or great second options versus a Kyrie who didn't have great second options. Yes, his early Cleveland teams weren't the best built, but I think his, his first year in Boston was actually amazing. People don't realize that they were first in the East with Kyrie playing in his first year in Boston. But it's not like Kyrie yeah. is an amazing playmaker. But nonetheless, right. all of this is going on. James Harden leaves for pretty much – you trade James Harden for Ben Simmons. Who, who can't play. Playing, who didn't end up playing, which probably was only signed off on because, like, you wanted Ben Simmons. I'm going to assume you guys wanted Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons went out and said that, he thanked you and Kyrie because you guys are the only ones that believed in him. So to some ex- like to some extent, we can come to the conclusion that you had a role in that. To now wanting to request a trade, 
at the start of your extension. I think that's very vital. That's not very good behavior. I personally believe there should be a commitment level towards it. You are signing a contract to play for this team. You should commit to it. I think it's going to suck for the CBA agreement. It's going to be happening. I was just season. about to yeah. say that. I was just about to I think say it's that. Gonna, even though most players, most, this is the truth, most players don't do this. Nope. Nope. Most they players don't. But Especially the most powerful do, players. Most powerful most, players. LeBron has never done that. Kobe Bryant yeah. never. Kobe Bryant you did know, request a trade, but he never. I don't think but he they ever, worked. They worked it out. They worked. Yeah, it out. they worked it out. They worked it out. So most of the league does, and I'm, I'm. This is yes. This is where I, the micro and macro conversation I was having earlier come in. Right. This is very much a micro level conversation. Yes. Like it's this very is much one of one. Yeah. Yeah, one of one. Then obviously Ben Simmons and James Harden. Then um, Kyrie, to some extent, like it's not a majority of the league. No, nope. but the reason why this micro level is going to become a macro level issue is because people, players, will just follow the lead of right. these star players. Right. But you also have to account for the massive amount of money you're committing to one person. Exactly. These guys are making a fifth of a billion dollars. <laughs> John Morant just signed a two hundred plus million dollar contract. Bradley Bill just 22. got a quarter of a bill. <laughs> Bradley Bill hasn't won a playoff series, and I don't even remember when. Actually, right? I'll tell so. you, the last time he won a playoff series was when they went up against Boston with Isaiah Thomas leading so the charge. So 2017 <laughs> is the last time Bradley Bill has won a playoff series, and this guy got a quarter of a bill. Yep. Right? So if you have play, so I understand. So even though it's a very situational situation a situational situation a situational concept that we're looking at it affects the greater macro level conversation because of yep. how much is being committed you're you're literally investing one third of your salary cap on one player yep and then they're gonna try to get their way out of it so it's like okay let's just sign the contract and still demand the trade it right. puts a terrible taste in the owner's mouth um owners of small market teams are already looking at it like bro these bigger market teams have the money to sign all these massive free agents, a small market teams like a Portland, like a Milwaukee, the team, Charlotte, the teams that no player is ever going to go to right. are already disadvantaged. Now we have to worry about when we finally do commit to a player, there's a chance that they're going to demand a trade. And of course you're an organization, you're not obligated to trade them, but now with things like social media, things like the traditional media, things like, I guess we call them the old media being the talk shows, press, you can make the environment so volatile that it is just better to trade them. But because players have been empowered to this extent, and once again, it is micro level, but right. it's on more of a macro scale because players have been empowered to this extent to the point where they're coddled for everything. Right. It's now worried the owner. So I feel so bad for the seat. Like, bro, that CBA agreement is going to be crazy. There's going to be... Owners these owners are going to get their power back. Like, I'm very exactly. worried for these players. So, I don't know. Uh, so, there was a lot that you said, and I appreciate you saying, because I've been thinking about all of those things. First, the CBA. There's going to be a James Harden, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant provision to help the owners out. Because at this point, you have situations where the, the players can literally sign with you, and then the very next year, demand a trade. That's what Ben Simmons did. Ben Simmons literally signed the extension and then the very next year demanded a trade. James Harden signed an extension 
and demanded a trade. Yep. Um, it was a short-term deal, but still demanded a trade. Kevin Durant signed an extension the very next year, demanded a trade. There has to be this, um, you know, the owners don't, especially in the NFL, and I get it, um, you know, there's the NFL where the owners have too much power, you know, mm-hmm. but the NBA feels like the owners have no power of their teams, and they just they just got to hope that the players wake up and they want to stay with the team, right? Um, well, you, you, the NFL technically does have too much power, and I don't want to say it should or shouldn't be this way, but it's due to the mass amount of players that are there. Yeah, there. but they do have power. Like, the NFL, if a player demands a trade, like, all right, it's not yeah, a you, you know there's a there's a higher level of chance that the place is going to stay debo samuel demand the like asked for a trade we done past mm-hmm. the draft we done past free agency he's still on the team yeah but, that, but, that, but that's because the difference of the nfl versus the nba one the nfl really stands by the shield i guess the, 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 yeah, quote unquote, the shield, shield right the shield right right, right right but then you have close to a thousand players in the league that's true the nba yes. And then the problem with the NF, the problem with football in general, like football inherently has so many different variables in one game versus yeah. the NBA, where, where only the quarterback realistically can completely control the game, and that's only for half the game. Right, um, right, 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 right. Whereas in the NBA, one play is 10 people on the court. One player can control the entire game, start to finish. Right. So there's a lot less variables when it comes to the NBA, and there's a lot less players. So I hear you on that. Yeah. But I think the other piece that you talked about is, you know, this CBA, which is coming down the pike and the players is going to be mad because um, I don't know if you ever saw this, um, this, uh, this video going around social media, but there was a guy that was, he had a, like a, it seemed like he had a, like a, a welcoming, uh, uh, just a speech that he was giving to the audience. And he was telling people, you know, right now I'm driving like a Lexus, my, mm-hmm. my, uh, my dad, um, my dad was walking, and then my son will be driving a Ferrari, but his son will start walking again, because right now, like I had to grind to get to where I am, and then my son saw the grind, and he worked even harder. But then his grand, but his grandson's gonna see his dad not really grinding because times are easy. So men, mm-hmm. when times are easy, don't truly appreciate the time that they're in. What Bill Russell had to do for Magic and Jordan, what Jordan did for guys like Tim Duncan and what Tim Duncan did with for LeBron, you got guys now that are not truly appreciating what the guys before them did. So now you have situations where they feel like they're just emboldened to just whenever they want to leave, they leave as opposed to you've seen LeBron. I was, one thing I will say about LeBron, every single contract he's had, he has obligated it to the ump degree never talked about wanting to trade out never asked management to trade him never ever ever uh put himself in a position where he signed an extension and immediately wanted out he's always did it the right way and i feel like mm-hmm. kevin durant ben simmons especially ben simmons and james harden they're gonna ruin it for everybody all the owners need is one uh one situation and now they mm-hmm. have it with uh, Kevin Durant. And we'll see what happens ultimately. To me, there's like a 10% chance that Kevin Durant still plays for the, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, mm-hmm. I still think there's a chance that he plays. Um, because if you look on paper, that team is good. Like that team yep. with Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, if he can stay healthy, Seth Curry, they, they're good. Um, yeah. 
but, emphasis on if he can stay healthy. Right. But, you know, um, and that was another thing. That was another thing that I want to mention. There should be a lawsuit. There should be a fine given to the Brooklyn. No, no, no. To the Brooklyn Nets. And let me explain why. And to the Philadelphia 76ers. How in the world can a player, when you get traded, you have to pass a physical. Jalen Rose talked mm-hmm. about it numerous times because he's been traded, uh, you know, out the yin-yang. Every single time you get traded, you got to pass a physical. How in the hell Ben Simmons passed a physical with a herniated disc? He did. I don't even think he had a yo man. I don't, I'm not. I, I'm, don't call me a conspiracy theorist because I'm not. <laughs> I don't think he had a herniated disc. That's my first thing. My first. Hey, thing, that's, I don't. That's, think he had that's no. But that's what the report said. And then right after the season, he had surgery. We can. We yes, can no, look no. It up. I think I. I very much think it's just stress-induced problems. Well, and okay. in, in following Ben Simmons, and we're going off topic because I'm going to answer the Golden State thing in a bit. Ben Simmons, I don't want to like talk about what happens in his life, but I can make right, certain right, right, generalities. Right. I can make right. a lot of generalities. Because there's a theme there. Right. This guy is a 6'10", uber strong, right. light-skinned basketball player, and he's the first overall pick. He went to Montrevade Academy, whatever the heck the name of the, the spot is, the one with D'Angelo Russell. Right. Went to LSU. I drafted first overall. He quit on LSU. Right. Quit on the Australian basketball team. That's facts. Quit on Philadelphia. Facts. So far, has quit on Brooklyn. <laughs> it, 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 it's very obvious that he is not one. He's not a confrontational person. He's not. He's, very, he's not. He's it, passive it, aggressive. It, it, yeah, passive. very passive. So not confrontational. Very passive aggressive. That's, that's, that's a very good follow up point. And two, he doesn't have a good mental bounce back game. Like he doesn't. It's very obvious that there's certain like obviously to be make it to the NBA, you have to deal with a certain level of adversity. But it's very right. evident that he's been coddled. Yes. For, yes. For, for for years. For for years. Right. right. You're the first overall pick in Philly. You're a god. You're right. <laughs> they were calling him right. the Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah, like he's you're a god. I got cousins down there just telling them like, bro, they treat like he's got like a god, and I get it. I get it, right? So you've been you've been um what's the word I'm and then even in his first year in the NBA, bro, the amount of LeBron comparisons this guy, the hype. I don't think people like to do this stuff where every time there's a new rookie that comes into the league, and it's oh, we haven't seen this hype since LeBron James. Forgetting that Ben Simmons hype was out of this world. Nah, nah. But ben the dude Simmons did look like was, LeBron, though. The dude looked. He did, like, but he looked like. But that's what I'm saying. The media, everything Ben Simmons did was a super highlight reel. I don't think anybody. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. ESPN Simmons top was, ten plays. Yeah. It was crazy. This guy was so enabled. It was absolutely crazy. Colin Cowherd. I will never. If I find this video, I'll send it to you. Colin Cow. I'll never forget this. Colin Cowherd in his rookie season. In the playoffs, had Ben Simmons, I believe, the seventh best player in the NBA. Yeah, that's wild. Like, I don't think I don't think people are understanding the Ben Simmons hype that was going on. No, no, so, there was big hype. There was big hype. There was big. You've hype. been pampered. You've been pampered your entire life. And let me not say your entire life. I don't know what happened when you were like five. But right. since you became super, super good at basketball, which probably could have been at age thirteen, but since you became super, super good at basketball, or at least when you were known on a national level, you were coddled. You were pampered. Because the fact that you quit on LSU and you were still the first overall pick shows something, right? Come on, bro. 
That right. means you are unbelievably talented at that point. Because <laughs> yep. uh, an 18th pick isn't getting – someone that's projected to go 18th is not getting drafted at 18th if he does something like that. You quit on Philly, and they and you still get signed to a title contender. Once again, title contender at the time. That's what we were thinking, right? Right, right. You're signed right, to a title right. contender at the time. So I don't like I don't like the Ben Simmons thing because it just frustrates the heck out of me. It it's it's annoying. I'm not gonna lie. It, <laughs> it's so frustrating. It, it bothers me. I don't. I I am. I'm not saying he doesn't have a herniated disc. I just don't believe he had one. I believe that because he doesn't know how to deal with certain levels of adversity. Because once again, I think I think I do think everybody needs to know how to deal with adversity right, to some right, extent. Right. But I don't think there's certain types of adversity he doesn't know how to deal with. So when things just get really tough, like essentially when you mess up, like when you, the adversity that you face when you mess up, I don't think he knows how to deal with it too well. Cause I don't think he's ever really had to deal with it. Yeah. And he's you. never had to learn the coping mechanisms to go with it. And right. it got to the point where, and this was actually eventually proven, funny enough, that it's proven that you can have back issues from stress. I think he just ma- I think he just managed it, and I'm not I'm not a doctor, I'm not diagnosing him. I think he was so stressed and was so just taken back by the blowback he was receiving that he just developed other internal problems. I'm not the biggest. I don't think after the playoffs was over, he had, or when he came into training camp, he was like, oh, he had a hernia just the whole time, bro. If, if if you know you have a herniated disc, you're not practicing. Exactly, you exactly. You're not even if showing you, up. Wait, if you know, this is if you know, if you know that you have one, you're not practicing. Right, that would be right. stupid. That would be right? stupid. So I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, I just don't believe he had this herniated disc the entire time. Okay. I do believe he, ha- he developed back issues as a result of a lack of stress. I, develop, I believe that he was having migraines. I believe that he was having anxiety attacks. All those things, I believe them 100% true because they line up with... Yeah, they line up. Right, right, right. Herniated this part about the fact that he got traded knowing he had a herniated this. Bro, I don't believe that BS for a moment. Okay. I cannot... I, I, cannot, I used to be a massive Ben Simmons fan. I cannot stand this guy. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. He got a, he got a lot to prove. Obviously, he's going to be the building block because it looks like if KD and Kyrie get their wishes... He, you know, they're going to be gone and it's going to be Ben Simmons, um, potentially Ben Simmons with Russell Westbrook. And that'll be a construction site to see. Um, <laughs> so bro, that'll be a brick masonry yard, bro. It's exactly. Crazy. More bricks than the city, uh, than, than, you know, the, the, the buildings in Manhattan. But uh, let's, crazy. let's, let's, let's do a shift here and, and talk about. Oh, your let, me, let me, let me, answer, let me answer the Warriors question. Just to keep it simple. They should not sign him. Bun that guy. I cannot stand KG. I was pissed off when we signed him. I'm like, bro, we're going to get robbed of Stephen Curry. But what people don't get, Stephen Curry actually was a better basketball player every year since 2016. Every, if you watch his game every year since 2016, he actually got better. That's fair, but I can make but the we argument were that... Ro- we were robbed of that consistency because of KD. No, no, no. We got robbed of that consistency because because Steph Curry, because Steph Curry no. went to bed in the game in, in the finals. Let's just call no. a spade a spade. Oh my, no, that I'm man. Call a, no, I'm gonna call a spade a spade because in the, he no, went to bed. No, no, nah, bro, fun this. So if you watch the if you watch if you watch the regular season and the playoffs, every single year after 2016, Stephen Curry produced. There's so after no he gave up the three-one lead. 
after he gave yes, up the three one. He still one produced. Lead. Yes, he still produced. Who was on his team? Who was on his team after that? Kevin Durant. You don't think that's a? Yes. You, you think and that's then a? The, and then the, and then the years. Okay, fine. You want to do this? I want you to pull up a stat. There's a crazy stat that's on. When KD is not playing and Curry is is playing, guess how many? Guess the percentage of the games they win. Why? Over eighty percent of their games. When KD is not playing and Curry is playing, one of the percentage of games they win when Curry's not playing and KD's playing? Well, like 50%, 60%? They barely scratch 50%. Okay, you can throw stats you. at me. What does your Thank eyes you. tell you? What does my your eyes, eyes tell, tell me? You? I am a Curry apologist, so you better ask me that question. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You're not going to like my answer. But nonetheless, if you watch Curry's game, he was still bet- he was, he was getting be- even better at finishing the paint. He was still shooting off the dribble at a high clip. The rate increased at every moment, but of course you're not going to see you're not going to see it to the well. Okay, let's be honest. 2017, he averaged 27 points a game. Sucks. He averaged one less three a game <laughs> than 2016. Shot 49.8% from the field, 43% from three, 92% from the line. That's such a crazy drop off. Like wow, like it's a crazy drop off. Like wow, whatever. Playoffs. Um, who they faced in 2017, which I think is the greatest basketball team of all time. That 2017 Warriors is the greatest basketball team of all time. Yeah, I, like, all hands down. Like, it, it, they wanted to just slaughter the NBA. Yeah, they should have um, swept everybody, but they gave one to, yeah, look, to Cleveland they so, gave, so they can go they, back to so Golden stupid. State and win. But they should have so swept stupid. everybody. Uh, I, I'm going to pull up NBA 2017. Let me, let me, let me, oh my gosh. Curry, in those playoffs, 2017 playoffs, was God mode, but people don't realize. It's only because during, um, what's it called? The finals, that's when KD is like, okay, I'm, I'm Kevin Durant. But like, Curry was going absolute bananas in those playoffs. I'm not, but we don't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you can throw stats at me all day, but the reason why Steph Curry was able to go is because he had that seven foot monster. No, right but we, we can't, we, but that's actually incorrect. Because what you mean? Curry he was on the court. No, what are you I, no, I'm saying, no, to say that's the only reason is, is no, no, no. Like, bro, I'm saying a, there's a there is a reason. Revision, that's revisionist history because Stephen Curry. No, no, I'm saying it's revisionist history from the standpoint of Stephen Curry was getting double teamed four times more than KD was. That's not even talking about Draymond Green's overinflated seven times more. It is factually shown that Stephen Curry was getting double teamed substantially more than KD was. So yes, I would make the I would actually make the argument is actually more true in reverse. The reason why KD was able to do what he was able to do is because Stephen Curry kept getting double teamed. And that's why I call them the greatest duo I've seen. I think I think they're the best duo of all time, hands down. I think if Stephen Curry, if uh... you, if if depend if look at this, if you have to shuffle between Stephen Curry or KD being your second best player at any point in time. You are probably the greatest duo of all time. If you have to shuffle between Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant as your best player, you're probably look. look I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm gonna say it honestly, and this is gonna go into one of our questions later. I got Curry over Shaq, but I'm buying. What? So wait, what? I got Curry. Wait, are you Shaq, serious? Wait, 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 what? No, 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 hell no. This is my show. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk about this right now. No, no, no. You just you, you said what? No, okay, okay. No, that damn with the, the, this whole Steph Curry. No, no, no. We're gonna go talk about this right now. No, no, no. You just you see, I was chilling. I was chilling this whole time. We were going good, but you just said 
blasphemy. I can't watch. No. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, Prove Me Wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. To hear what they be talking about, best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about, best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.